helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. There's a reason why organizations like the Gestapo, the Stasi, and the KGB have the reputation they do. All of them were organs of the state to control their population through fear, intimidation, and the abuse of law enforcement powers. As they say, the more things change, the more they stay the same. By that, I mean the United States has its own secret police, and they have been very busy lately spying on the American people, coercing people into compliance, and well, covering up their crimes. People say sunlight is the best disinfectant, but for that to be true, the light must do more than show the infection in our nation and our society. It must be used to remove it. As more and more examples of the infection of tyranny in our government have been brought into the light, what are the American people doing to remove this corruption? As the sun has exposed the intimidation, coercion, and cover-ups used by those in government, it seems the vast majority of the American people keep sitting around waiting for someone to do something. Well, no one does anything. It's time we the people break out the scrub brush and the disinfectant and start cleaning up this mess for ourselves. Hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study, where we read and study the Constitution. Teach your rising generation to be free. I am glad you could join me today. You know, this is one of those episodes where I know I need to talk about it. It, it, it. it actually, I find it distressing to see how corrupt, how far, not just the American government has fallen, but the American people. You know, we, we claim to be the land of the free and the home of the brave, but as we are watching our freedoms being taken away, it seems the American people are too scared to do anything. And, and, and even when these amazing examples of the the corruption the, the uh, in our government when they come to light it, it seems most people keep waiting for someone else to do something maybe just maybe if i take these examples that we've been seeing and hearing about for the last several months and i put them together and show them to you back to back to back to back maybe then we'll head for the scrub brush Maybe like walking into a bathroom that hasn't been touched and is just filthy beyond uh, beyond belief will be enough to get us to get the mop and the broom and clean out the mess. Maybe that's what it's going to take. Because as much as I love this country and as much as I love the freedom that we've brought to the world, it makes me ill to see just how far we have fallen without the American people standing up to do something. I'm beginning to think more and more that Jefferson was right when he said the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Uh, for example, a former congressional investigator, Jason Foster, well, he's had an interesting report. He's exposed a five-year secret surveillance program conducted by the Department of Justice on members of Congress and their staff. Now, now, Foster now uh, heads the Empower Oversight Whistleblower Center, and he says the DOJ managed to get federal court approval for this spying, largely centered on the personal uh, communications and data 
of their targets. Now, Just the News is reporting that in his role as the chief investigative counsel for Senator Grassley on the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, Foster worked to look at to, to find out if there was wrongdoing within the government. But now he finds out that his communications were monitored as part of a federal leaks investigation. The evidence, by the way, was recently unveiled to him by Google's lawyers. See, he's claiming that the data pertaining to his personal conversations was acquired by the government back in 2017, but should have been under court order disclosed to him as far back as 2018. However, since the Department of Justice has used the court to keep the surveillance confidential, he was unaware of the surveillance until, well, recently. Foster is claiming that both the Trump and Biden administrations continued to use court orders year after year in an attempt to keep the original subpoena secret. So we're talking again about, this is not secret police. We're doing investigations. We're doing them in secret. We're investigating, uh, you know, you have the, uh, uh, um, we're investigating an investigator for Congress. Now, okay, they're doing a leak investigation. There's, what about the, the court order that should have revealed this information? Brings a lot into question as we see more and more examples of this secret police mentality rampant in the uh, law enforcement uh, agencies of the federal government. Add to that, we have new Twitter files that seem to affirm the, uh, the, the findings of the House Judiciary Committee Select Subcommittee on Weaponization of the Federal Government. Matt Taibbi dug into the data and he points out a what they call a, a well-oiled machine in the Election Integrity Project, which includes DHS's Cybersecurity uh, Infrastructure uh, Security Agency, CISA, and others. Uh, Mr. Taibbi shared screenshots of internal emails between Twitter's general counsel report and others showing um, they're following DHS's requests to censor information. Now, me, I'm a child of the Cold War. So this sounds very familiar. This is stuff we used to hear about happening in the Soviet Union. I mean, this is the stuff of, of spy novels. Oh, you've got the federal government spying on, on different members of the government. You have them interfering with the elections and then covering it up. And you wonder what's going to happen next, because we've already seen um, uh, the FBI uh, being used very publicly to go after, oh, uh, let's say, um, pro-life activists. You know, a man be defending his 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 son from a, a pro-abortion activist, or people who question the outcome of the of the uh, elections, or even provide data about what actually happened on January sixth. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All of a sudden, they get a visit not from an FBI agent or even a pair of them but for an entire squad showing up heavily armed to take it into custody people who are not accused of a violent crime. This is the type of intimidation we saw under the Stasi, under the Gestapo, under the KGB, where, where people were afraid to talk because they were afraid for that knock on the door. And what's been the response to this? What's been the response to these, these nonsense? Well, um, uh, members of the House... Uh, all of them, by the way, apparently Republicans, 
Well, they want to make changes to FBI's warrantless spying powers. How about noticing the fact that it's absolutely unconstitutional, illegal, and the, the quote-unquote laws of the United States that enabled it are void because they violate the Constitution? I want you to remember this court case. It's ex parte Siebel. It's an 1879 case in which the Supreme Court said an unconstitutional law is void and is as no law. An offense created by it is not a crime. A conviction under it is not merely erroneous, but illegal and void and cannot be a legal cause of imprisonment. Ladies and gentlemen, how many crimes were, quote unquote, created under these uh, under these offenses of unconstitutional laws? How many convictions, illegal convictions, how many cases, causes of imprisonment from these illegal actions, these unconstitutional actions. And I don't know which is worse, the fact that the, the members of Congress who take an oath to support the Constitution so blatantly ignored their oath. They, they didn't, no, I'm sorry, they didn't ignore it. They defecated all over their oath. Everybody who voted, they just wiped their backsides with the Constitution and their oath to support it. And now, well, maybe we should fix this. Maybe we should restrain it. Maybe we should make changes to it. How about you just recognize that it's unconstitutional and saying, we're not funding it anymore. Not another dollar to these F to, to, to CISA until they comply with the Constitution. Period. End of story. But we don't have that because we don't have brave representation. Because the American people aren't brave enough to vote for someone as radical as to say, my oath to the Constitution supersedes my, my promise to the political party, my promise to my constituents. You know what my promise to my constituents is? Constitution, first and foremost. In fact, here's the, here's the party platform I want to see. Here's the, not the party platform, the individual platform. You want my vote, here's what you got to say. First, my vote is no on absolutely everything, unless and until you can prove first it's constitutional. Second, it promotes liberty, doesn't restrict liberty. Then maybe, maybe I'll consider voting for it. That's what I think we need in Congress. The problem is I'm in a tiny minority because most Americans seem more worried about whether or not they're going to get their benefit check than uh, the actual freedom and liberty under which they live, the rule of law. We were more than happy to simply hand over our, our right to be secure from an unreasonable search and seizure because a bunch of politicians, pencil neck politicians, said, we need to do this to keep you safe. Exactly what Benjamin Franklin warned us about. We traded our essential liberty for a promise of temporary safety, a false promise of temporary safety. And now we are reaping that evil crop that we planted. That we, that infection continues to fester and grow within the government, and we seem unwilling to even go to the doctor, much less take something to fix it. You know why? Because it means the American people are going to have to get off their backsides and actually do something. You see, ladies and gentlemen, we have our own secret police. Now, thankfully, at the moment, it's still fairly small. It still has limited powers. 
but we are ignoring the infection and watching it grow. We are we're looking at the wound in our arm and watching it fester and turn red and, and painful and pussy, and we refuse to do anything about it. And I believe that means our children will curse us because we were unwilling to deal with the cut when it was small. And when it turns gangrenous and life-threatening and they have to amputate an arm or a leg, they'll curse us because you could have dealt with this easily. A little bit of disinfectant when it was small and it would have been dealt with. But instead, we are more worried about some reality TV show or the government goodie we were getting, or the, the political posturing between the donkeys and the elephants. America, ladies and gentlemen, is sick. And I think a lot of what we're seeing here is the fever dreams caused in part by these infections and the fact that we refuse to do anything to treat them. How do you treat them? That's the question. Well, it's not, it shouldn't surprise you that we don't need some, some new fancy drug. We need a little bit of good old-fashioned common sense. So our very first Chief Justice of the United States, John Jay, told us, he said, every member of the state ought diligently to read and study the Constitution of his country and teach the rising generation to be free. Why do you think he focused on that? Because the very next words he said were, by knowing their rights, they'll sooner perceive when they are violated. Meaning, will certainly recognize the infection. You'll see it. You'll know it. You'll feel it. Hey, I got a cut. I need to do something about it, right? Because I've recognized that there's a breach there. We recognize the infection and we'd be prepared. And, and then the next thing he said, and be the better prepared to defend and assert them. The violation of our rights is the infection. The defending and asserting them is the cure. It's the antibiotic. It's the antiseptic. But we need to apply it, not sit back and wait for someone else to do it for us, like giant babies. And we haven't. This metastasizing cancer of tyranny in our government is a result of decades and, in fact, generations of neglect. The question is, is it painful enough yet? Have you watched your rights be crushed and demoralized yet enough? Has it been enough for you to actually bite the bullet and, and put the mercurochrome on? I remember as a kid, I, I was visiting my cousin and I got a scrape or something. I don't know. I was a little kid. So my aunt, she gets this bottle of this red stuff, and I'm pretty sure it was mercurochrome. And I remember dreading this stuff because it stung. It stung a lot. If you are old enough to remember mercurochrome, you remember it stung. And I always remember her saying, it's the sting that lets you know it's working. Sure, as a kid, I didn't want the mercurochrome. And you know what? If I'd had my way, I wouldn't have taken it. But then I would have gotten an infection and things would have been much worse. Well, guess what? In America today, we avoided the mercurochrome. We avoided the treatment. And now things are much worse. The question is, how long are we going to put up with the pain and suffering before we get up off our backsides and do something? You don't need to fix the whole country. You just need to fix your county. Let me say it again. You don't need to fix the whole country. You just need to fix your county, your district, your, your state district, your federal district. Worry about those. But Paul, that won't fix everything. Not by itself, it won't. 
But you're not responsible for the whole country. You're not responsible for the president. You're not responsible for, for the entire Congress. You're responsible for your county, for your state, and for your U.S. representative. And technically, you're responsible for your senator as well. Pay attention to those. Fix those. Work on those. And if you do your job and I do my job and we all do our jobs, then guess what? We can, we can clean out this infection. We can, once again, be a healthy and free nation. But we'll only be free while we are brave enough to do the right thing. Whether it works or not, whether, you know, we don't do the right thing because you know you're going to win. You do the right thing because it's the right thing. As John Quincy Adams said, duty is ours. Results are God's. Now, if you're looking for where you can do your duty, might I suggest you head over to AmericaOutloud.news every day to find out what's going on? Get the news, get the information, get those stories that you need, and then share them. Take that story, the podcast, the article, the video, whatever it is that, that really gets you, that's, that you see is so important to us being free, and then share it. I don't care how far, I don't care how wide. Friends, family, neighbors, social media, wherever you can. See, the thing about the blessings of liberty is they're only there as long as we secure them, as long as we protect them. Sharing the rot, letting other people know what's going on, well, that's how you can help secure the blessings of liberty. Change in the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Clean, pure, with premium ingredients, Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop, and it's a perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. 
crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study. Today, we're talking about America's secret police. And, you know, you may notice I get a little agitated about this because part of it is just, I guess, maybe being a guy and seeing a problem and just wanting to fix it, but recognizing I can't do it all by myself. Uh, part of it is, is you know, the number of times people talk to me and say they love the work that I'm doing, but they never seem to want to get involved. It's just frustration sometimes. But when I see, you know, what's the old saying? Um, if you're walking through the yard and you step on a rake and it smacks you in the face, you, you don't do that again. Except we seem to keep doing the same thing over and over again. We, we, keep, um, we keep allowing our employees in the government. See, remember, public employees, public servants, they work for us not the other way around. And we seem to be making the same mistake over and over again. And yes, there's a partisan, there's a political partisan uh, part to this, but I think there's more to it. I think it's simply a, a an infection of tyranny part of this. How many of you remember in 2016 when it was found that Hillary Clinton intentionally set up a private email server that she ran government communications across a private email server. And everybody, pretty much everybody knew there was a simple reason for that. She didn't want uh, that information to be available on a FOIA request. She didn't. She wanted to have a way of communicating secretly while doing government business, which is a tremendous, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not simply a disservice. It's It's a... It's a treacherous act against the American people. Right? You're doing our business in our name. You work for us. I know you don't believe that, but you do. So to hide that from us is, 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 is terribly corrupt. And of course, well, the FBI investigated and they couldn't make up their mind whether to do anything about it. And he actually had the FBI director on national TV make a decision that's not his. Well, people wouldn't prosecute that. She didn't. It was unintentional. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't believe that based on everything else that I've seen, but we did nothing. Hillary Clinton paid no actual price for this, uh, for this criminal activity. She violated the law. She hid information from the American people while she was working as Secretary of State. She communicated with the President of the United States from an unsecured system. And everybody's kind of said, yeah, okay. 
And the people that complained about it, well, nothing happened and nobody paid a price for that. Well, guess what? They're doing it again. The more things change, the more things stay the same. There's a, a, a David Morins. He's a, a deputy. He was a deputy to Dr. Anthony Fauci. And he said they've, he under, uncovered emails that shows that he purposely hid records. He did not keep records that would be sought by the public and, and investigators. According to um, the deputy, uh, Mr. Fauci wrote an email and says, I have retained very few emails or documents on these matters and continue to request that correspondence on sensitive issues be sent at my Gmail address. Wait a second. Um, you're telling me that uh, sensitive information by the vaunted Dr. Fauci, the man who thinks he is the science, who speaks for science, was intentionally directed away from government email address to Gmail. I got a lot of issues with that for a lot of different reasons, right? One of it's just plain security, because you realize everything you send in Gmail, everything you do in Google Docs, Google searches. You want to know why you send somebody email about going to Disneyland and you start seeing all these commercials and advertisements about Disneyland? You know why? Everything you do on Google, Google searches. That's what. You, that's how you pay for all those quote unquote free Google services. But I'm wondering, why is he taking sensitive information, putting it on an unsecured email server rather than on a government addressed email server? Seems pretty obvious to me. It's a way of hiding information. And of course, since Hillary Clinton didn't pay a price for that, why should he expect to have paid a price for that? So I'm waiting. Um, when is the Department of Justice going to indict uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci? Because he violated uh, public record laws. Uh, he had uh, uh, potentially, he had sensitive. So we don't know if it was classified or not. It's just listed as sensitive information that he intentionally had redirected to an unsecured email system. Anybody else smelling something wrong here? But you see, that's what happens when you allow criminal activity and you do not punish criminal activity. And what about Dr. Morenz? I mean, he should be involved in this as well. Why are we allowing government officials to hide what they're doing in our name and nobody's paying a price for it? Do you know how many people I've contacted, have contacted me online when I post something like this? They'll never do anything about it. Yeah, do you know why they'll never do anything about it? Because the people that actually work for you directly do not fear you. They're not worried about upsetting you. They're worried about upsetting their donors. They're worried about upsetting maybe their, their political uh, supporters. But they're not worried about offending you. I think it's about time the American people start striking fear into their elected representatives. Not fear of, of, of a physical reprisal. Not fear of violence. Fear for their jobs. I think it's more than about time that uh, uh, we, we start uh, instilling fear for, uh, in, in our elected representatives. Because if not, they keep doing this. 
what's been the response to this this announcement? Well, uh, Senator Ron Johnson is demanding an interview with uh, um, Dr. Morenz, Fauci, and his staff because uh, he's deeply concerned that HHS officials may have intentionally removed or destroyed responsive records on the origins of COVID-19 or on the aspects of the pandemic. Really, that's it? That that's as that's as far as you that's all you can find right there is well we're really concerned. Now of course Johnson's talking about well the origins a lot of people are focused on the origins and from a political standpoint well it's a politically uh, uh, powerful position politically uh, touchy subject that needs to be looked at. But he talks about uh, uh, other aspects of the pandemic. Um, well I like to call it scamdemic, but uh, how about the information about the fake vaccine you know the vaccine that's not legally a vaccine uh, the vaccine that's been proved that that test show are, is not effective does not prevent you from getting covid even though everyone from the president on down has said so what about that what about the fact that millions of americans became medical guinea pigs at the coercion of the federal government and its bureaucracies and the information about the um the dangers the adverse effects were not only um well that they, they were they were ignored they were hidden okay so maybe that's not mr johnson's belly where else who else who else is going to stand up because guess what according to the cdc nearly 40 million americans are still getting their covid shot i have a couple questions about that you see, the CDC is reporting about 14% of adults and, and 5% of American children, American adults, American children, have received one of the new shots. Um, by the way, shots with, with little data about their safety or effectiveness or any of this nonsense. But I have to wonder, why are they doing it? Is it because they believe that, you know, like, like the people who get the, um, uh, the flu shot, do they get it simply because, well, doctor says it's, it's, it'll help you keep it. But I'm funny how many times people still get the flu with the flu shot. Could it be we're seeing more coercion where companies and states and, yes, maybe even federal agencies are uh, making your life miserable if you don't take the jab? Could it be that? Or could it be just the holdover of all the lies and disinformation? Or could it be the fact that they've now, and I've seen the ads for it, drives me nuts. Get your COVID shot and your flu shot at the same time. Oh, and let's throw RSV in there as well. Let's just vaccine the snot out of everybody. And if people die, well, then let them die. You know, kind of like Scrooge in, in A Christmas Carol. If the excess population would rather die, then let them die. I mean, that seems to be the attitude of, of much of the bureaucracy. Many of our major corporations... Seems to be the, the policy of, of not of an insignificant number of Americans. But what's interesting is, see, here in the States, there's still calls for, for mask mandates. They want people to put a diaper on their face, even though there is no evidence that the, that the face diapers actually prevent the spread. And in fact, there's evidence that it does no such thing. But what's interesting is, here you go to Australia. Now, Australia is, a, is considered a fully vaccinated country. They are in their eighth wave of COVID. That's right, eighth. 
Now, what's interesting is uh, the the chief well, Queensland is in now their fourth week of the latest COVID wave. And again, remember, Australia is considered 100% vaccinated. They're a fully vaccinated country. They had uh, 122 people hospitalized with the virus. Now, last week, or the last, I'm sorry, last month, it was only 74 for a fully vaccinated country. Yeah, I, I still hear people saying, I, I still see, get your mask or get your shot, get your shot, get your shot. How much of your money is being spent to coerce the American people to become a medical guinea pig for a vaccine that doesn't work? And a vaccine that is, that and a CDC and FDA that have ignored all the data showing that there may be problems. There are problems with this, with these shots. Now, thankfully, the percentage of people who are having serious problems is, I guess, in the big picture, relatively small, but it's certainly not insignificant. And in fact, uh, in many cases, except for the elderly and people with, with chronic diseases, the vaccine is worse than the disease as far as fatalities are. That's the numbers that are coming out of the CDC. But think about this. See, we, we often think of secret police as the people that are knocking down doors, but the vast majority don't knock down doors. The vast majority of the ones in the back in the bureaucracy that are creating the propaganda, that are doing the illegal investigations, that are, are spying on people, that are collecting intelligence, and then using that to manipulate the American people. See, if we're looking for the secret police, we have to look simply beyond the FBI and the ATF. In many ways, the CDC and the FDA are just as much a part of the secret police as the law enforcement agencies. They're the intelligence side. They're the, the bureaucratic side, the policy side of the secret police. Not only the fact that they lie to us, the fact that they claim the power to tell us how to live our lives, to try to create mandates for us to live by. The very fact that these agencies exist are proof of the, of the um, failure to follow the Constitution. Because nowhere in the Constitution is the United States given the authority to regulate health. Public health is not a federal issue. It's a state issue. And the very fact we have these agencies prove that the quote-unquote secret police, this this call it the swamp, call it the, the bureaucratic state, call it whatever you want. It's still part of this mechanism designed to control the American people. The interesting thing is most of their power comes not from government, but from the compliance of the American people. The willingness to just sit back and, and do what you're told. To bow down and buckle under the, the intimidation when you have most of the power. Yes, they have law enforcement, but we have the law on our side. We have right on our side. We have the Constitution on our side. Will we stand up and defend it and protect it? What I've seen over the past few years with dealing with COVID, the answer is no. That's why I wonder, can we, is it simply that the pain isn't bad enough? That the agony of the of this tyranny isn't bad enough for us, the American people, yet to decide, I've got to do something. I've got to go to the dentist. I've got to go to the doctor. I've got to do something. This pain is too much. Has it simply not gotten bad enough yet? 
Now, for some of us, it has. Some of us, there were working on this. And, uh, you know, some of us are coming up with some very interesting ways of dealing with these problems. For example, we've been talking about COVID and the, uh, uh, the, 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 the fake vaccines. And, you know, things like long COVID we hear about and, and shedding, these are real. Well, guess what? The great people at the wellness company, they have come up with something to help with the spike protein. These, these, the protein, they're the ones we keep hearing about. It's the inflammatory toxic protein in the SARS-CoV-2 virus that causes a lot of the medical problems. Well, they've come up with some, some research and they've come up with a product called Spike Support. It's designed to help dissolve and shed your body of the spike protein. It's vegetarian. It's manufactured here in the U.S. It's even gluten-free. It's backed by documented research, and it's vetted by the chief medical board of the wellness company. So if you're concerned about the spike protein, either because you've, you've, you've taken the vaccine, you've had COVID, or, or you're just concerned, well, check it out. You can find out more at americaoutloud.shop, but basically if you head to twc.health, you can check out the Spike Protein and all of their great products. They've got some wonderful services as well. And since you listen to America Out Loud, you can get 25% off of products and off of your first month of membership if you use this, the code out loud when you check out. So please, go to the wellness company, investigate Spike Support, investigate all of their great products. Put your card together when you check out. Use that code out loud. It lets them know that you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, well, they give you 25% off your product order and off your first month of membership. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discussed the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD.
Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study. And uh, today we're talking about our secret police. And I, I actually want to take a bit of a, of a side step because one of the problems we have in this with the idea of secret police is the whole idea of secret, keeping information secret, hiding information from the American people. We've talked about that uh, already today. But there are other areas, even areas that I think many Americans would support that um, they have a problem with secrecy. For example, I would imagine that the, the, if, there's a, if there's a part of the government that most Americans would support, it's got to be the military, the Department of Defense. Well, guess what? Um, DOD officials announced that they've recently failed their sixth straight audit. That's right, six. Now, you have to understand, the Department of Defense is, has $3.8 trillion in assets, $4 trillion in liabilities. This is a huge entity, absolutely huge. See, you expect there to be some problems. I would be surprised if the Department of Defense got a, a clean bill of health. But out of the um, 29 sub-agencies, in the Department of Defense, seven got a clean audit in 2023. Pretty much the same as 2022. Now, I don't know about you, but seven out of 29, that's less than one-fourth. That's less than one out of four. <laughs> Was it meatloaf? You say two out of three ain't bad. One out of four, that's pretty bad. And again, with all this money on the line, you have to wonder, what's going on? I mean, is it just that the DOD is so huge they can't get their arms around it? Is there other things going on? I, I don't know. But when I'm talking about secret police, and I have a, a military with a, a lot of secret uh, accounting, shall we say? We're not talking about strategic secrets. We're talking about where your money's being spent. Brings up some questions. Is this the biggest issue we have? No, it's not. But I thought it was worth bringing to your attention. Because as, as much as we may support the military, the question is, are the people in the military actually getting the support we give them? That, that to me is the purpose of an audit. If, if we give, I think we give something like $850 billion a year is, is, is given to the, the Department of Defense how much of that's actually being used for what they tell us it's being used for? That's the question. It's the question I think is is something we need to be concerned about and something we need to consider. Because when people talk about, you know, standing up to government, it doesn't take too long till somebody goes, well, you know, they've got F-16s and they've got, you know, artillery and all that. Yeah, so here's the question. Are, 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 is it being spent properly? and are the people being educated? Are the the um, the members of the military, airmen, air you know, airmen, marines, soldiers, sailors, are they being trained in their oath of office to protect the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, or are they being indoctrinated with the idea of protecting the institution, not the Constitution, the institution? against all enemies, foreign and domestic, because that's a very different agenda. And it's kind of hard to tell if we don't know where this money is being spent. 
especially as we get more and more reports of these push for um, woke agendas in the military, like, you know, transgender surgeries and, and uh, you know, I forget who it was that said, you know, the, the, the barbarians are at the door and we're going to be trying to decide what pronoun to use for them. That to me is an issue. And it's something at least being concerned about. Now, one of the things we've seen in the military is this, again, this push towards, quote unquote, green energy. And I put those in scare quotes because most green energy is not green, as you would understand it. Green meaning it's good for the environment. It's not. Electric vehicles take a tremendous amount of uh, mining and processing of minerals in order to make the, the, the motors and the batteries that all involves polluting the, the environment. It's just not in our backyard. And of course, you say, well, there's nothing coming out of the tailpipe, but we never forget, yeah, but where's the electricity being generated? How is it being generated? Is it being generated by coal, by natural gas? Again, natural gas is probably cleaner than coal, and coal here is cleaner than coal in a lot of other parts of the world. But there's this agenda to shove us towards a, a quote-unquote green agenda, the, the net zero. It's one of the things that drives me nuts about Formula One. I'm a race car fan. I've been, I've, I've followed racing my entire life, uh, literally since I was a child. And that was part of the family business was auto racing books and magazines. I've followed it. And this whole net zero nonsense is a scam. But back to the point, we're being pushed this way. We're being pushed to um, push towards electric vehicles. We'll create rules and regulations to make it harder and more expensive to buy gasoline-powered vehicles so that you buy the more expensive electric vehicles that don't work as well in many situations. Then, of course, you had the, the getting rid of gas hot water heaters and gas cook stoves and gas furnaces and, and you know, all those gas outdoor appliances. They're trying to shove you and push you. This is, this is another act of secret police. It's creating policy, and of course, those policies need enforcement to coerce you with an agenda they claim is good for the environment, but not only really isn't, it, it, it's fraudulent. We, we don't have the technology yet. Now, listen, hey, we start uh, looking at maybe some of these thorium reactors and uh, you know, other, other you know, ways of, of uh, creating energy with little pollution, and, and uh, you get better technology for you know, using hybrids or others, there's a great possibility. But you see, we're not waiting for that. We're being forced this way because that's what the tyrants want. And now we find out that um, the, the Biden administration approved a very nice loan to a supposedly green company. You see, the Department of Energy uh, said that we're going to loan $375 million uh, to a company I think it's called Life LiCycle, right? L I lithium, right? All right. Problem number one: federal government is not authorized to loan money. Take a look at the Constitution. There's no power given to the federal government to loan money. So this is a scam. It's it's just a scam. Now now we find out that this uh, company they, they what they want to do is they want to build a facility in Rochester, New York. Hey, I'm from upstate New York. I had customers in Rochester. I spent a fair amount of time in Rochester. I even know exactly where they were planning on building the plant. I used to drive by it frequently. Um, but guess what? Uh, the company's actually being sued. 
There's a class action lawsuit back from June of 2022 talking about um, uh, the, the, that the company was making false statements. They were withholding key information about the facility. And again, this was months before the, the loan, the, 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 um, not, it's not a loan. It's uh oh yeah. Embezzlement. That's the word. The embezzlement of $375 million to loan them was announced. And now guess what? The company's in poor shape. Their stock is down more than 88% this year. It trades about 70 cents a share. Their third quarter earnings showed a $135.5 million loss. It's in trouble. But yet there still looks like you are on the hook for, uh, maybe on the hook for this loan. Now, that may change, but it's the whole idea of the federal government says, we don't care about the law. We're just going to loan these people money because we like what they claim to be doing. In other words, it's just another example of the, the, the infection, the cancer of tyranny that runs rampant through our country, that runs rampant through our government. And one more, uh, you really like this one because uh, you, you remember when the, the Biden administration wanted all new cars to have uh, uh, sobriety tests in them. You know, basically something so the car could tell whether or not you were impaired, and if so, it wouldn't start. Well, they're at it again. See, now the National Transportation Safety Board, again, another illegal agency. They don't legally exist because transportation safety is not a power delegated to the United States. It, it is, and, and by the way, it. It's linked to interstate commerce is questionable at best. But now it seems what they want to do is they want new cars to have speed limiters in them. In other words, they want to decide for you how fast you can drive. Now, listen, states have speed limit laws. And um, if you're like anybody else, most people don't follow the speed limit laws. They stay close, right? Some people stay five miles an hour, 10 miles an hour over. But now what the government wants to do is they want to put into your car a tool to prevent you from speeding. Put your foot to the floor. Doesn't matter, man. When it hits that speed limit, that's as fast as you're going. What happens if it's an emergency? What happens if you are are running away from a a criminal uh, uh, situation? Or a natural disaster. And speed is what you need. Oh no, federal government knows better than everybody else. We need to control each and every aspect of your life. Now listen, if you break the law, if you speed and you get caught, you get a ticket, you pay a fine. That's how this works. This is called prior restraint. This is not a power delegated to the federal government. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is just the latest in a long series of examples of the federal government trying to control each and every aspect of your life. And the way they do that, they start with the rules, but sooner or later, those rules have to be enforced, and that's where the secret police come in. But if you look at it as, you know, the the rules, the regulations, the criminal activity, the loans, the funding... If you look at all of this, you find out that the secret police are not a part of government. 
but that a large, but they are large. They're not a branch of government. It's not like you know, you've got the federal government and there's you know this five percent of of people that are secret police. No, no, the entire federal government has become a form of secret police. From creating their own rules to ignoring the Constitution to enforcing them either by fines or, in many cases, at the point of arms. We live in a police state. It was Dinesh D'Souza and uh, um, Dan Bongino produced a film called Police State. And I've watched it. It's, it's eye-opening. But I want you to think about that. It, this, this police state isn't simply um, you know, the FBI or the ATF. In many ways, the secret police composes most of government. And yes, your elected officials are complicit with it. They are um, conspiring to deprive you of your rights. I don't care. Donkeys, elephants, they both do it. And of course, they all claim, well, we're doing it for your own good. We know what's best for you. We will, we will keep you safe. We will make your life easier. We'll do exactly what Benjamin Franklin warned you about. Because if you're willing to give up an essential liberty for the false promise of safety, of temporary safety, we don't deserve either liberty or safety. So what do we do? Well, I started talking about this at the end of the first segment. One, stop trying to fix Washington, D.C. It's a distraction. Yes, they are the 800-pound gorilla in the room, but you're not going to take them on head-on and win. Not yet. Worry about your local, your city, your county, then your state. Worry about your, your, your state legislature. Then worry about your U.S. representative and your U.S. senators. Worry where you apply your, your power, your influence, where it is most likely to be effective, where you have the most influence. I know it's not going to, you fixing your county is not going to fix the, the, the country. But I keep telling people, I work here where I live to make this a constitutionally sound county. If I do this here and I talk across the state, maybe I can change Tennessee. Not myself. I can find other people to help me. I can spread the seeds of liberty. And people will join me. I speak across this nation, not just on this radio program, not just through my, my articles and, and my videos, but in person whenever possible. And I'm spreading the seeds of liberty. Think of those seeds as, as grains of antibiotic being spread on the gangrenous limbs of our great nation. Individually, they're not going to help, but working together, they can make us whole again. That's why I ask you to join me. Whether you join me here at the Constitution Study, whether you join the Patriots Program, whether you share the work that you do, whatever you can do, join us. I know spreading these seeds, the vast majority are going to fall on on unfavorable ground. The ground will be rocky. People won't care. The, the, The cares of the world will get in the way. But I know out there, in my heart of hearts, that there is fertile soil. 
in the hearts of millions of Americans. Can you help me spread these seeds to those hearts? If you have one of those hearts, will you take this seed and cherish it and nurture it? Help me as we water it and feed it so it can grow, so it can decontaminate your neighborhood, your county, your city. And by doing so, have that little impact and then join us as the rest of, a, of, of us do the same thing in our own towns and cities and counties and neighborhoods. See, I hope you'll join me. I, I hope you'll support the work of the Constitution Study. I hope you'll join the Patriots program or at least run through the boot camp to see if you can get an invitation. I hope you will. And if you'd like to hear more of these seeds, if you'd like to get more of a seed that you can spread to others, well, come back here for the Constitution Study every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern on America Aloud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio Network. Listen to the podcast. They go to, uh, to, the, to air, they go to podcast about a day or two after they're heard on the radio. You can find me a favorite podcast app, but do me a favor, subscribe to the show. Leave ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find these seeds as well. You can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But just as I've shared these seeds of liberty with you, I'm going to ask you to share them with others. It's by doing that that we spread the blessings of liberty. <laughs>